Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey, Kamala, it's my favorite N-word. How's it going? Hey, Joe, I got you a dessert. Oh, dessert? I, I love dessert. What you got for me? It's pudding. The proof is in there, I assure you. Well, speaking of proof, Kamala, we got to talk about this approval rate you got going on. I mean, 22% is real bad. I can't have a VP with 12% approval. I mean, come on, Kamala. <laughs> Joe, 2%. we're much more popular than that. I'm much more popular than that, Kamala. And I'm disabled. I mean, I'm special. You are special, Joe. And you get a special pudding scoop. Here comes the plane. Yeah, just one second, Kamala. Before I eat the pudding, um, why haven't you gone down the border? I don't understand. <laughs> I haven't been to Europe either, Joe. <laughs> Kamala, you're but just seriously. a French. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, I need some well, help here. Smooth- I had to silence a couple 12-year-olds who went to that island. You know, with your boy Jeff. Actually, speaking of that, have we gotten rid of that Ghislaine lady yet? I mean, she's really uh, hamping on my butt. We're working on it. It's just they gave her Fisher-Price scissors. We wanted the sharp ones. God dang it. Like the Republicans are trying to destroy this democracy or something. Yeah, that's why we just need to remove the filibuster and Supreme Court. Oh, anyway... Joe, you're being a bad boy. You haven't had your pudding yet. Kim Cams, I don't like pudding. I like ice cream. Go give me some of that. Now get out of here. Damn it. And I'm Steve. I'm Tom. And this is Demagogue News with things you need to know about episode 160. Pudding, pudding, pudding edition. I don't know. (laughs) The proof is in the pudding. Um... Unless you're the prosecution for the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And then the proof is apparently very hard to find for your um, for convictions, really. Well, actually, if you're the prosecution, the, the proof is apparently whatever you want it to be. Anything could be evidence except for actual evidence. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, anybody can be a lawyer at this point um, after watching this prosecution. Holy shit. Yeah, so... If uh, you're a little confused because you think you know how courtrooms work because you watched the OJ trial, this is not one of them. Uh, I think the the number one thing is when they cr- you know cross-examined Kyle, talked about his events of the day, and the prosecution went to uh, his history of playing Call of Duty, uh, the fact that he pled the fifth, which you're allowed to do, and is in fact the smartest thing to do is to not say anything. A hundred percent. You always talk to your lawyer, like have your lawyer present. Exactly. This is the rights of an American to have a lawyer. Uh, they were angry because he crossed state lines, even though that, that's not really important. I don't know why that's such an important thing. And one of the prosecution's witnesses also crossed li- state lines with a firearm. <laughs> yeah, and Kyle's not a felon, but the chief witness was a felon. It's funny how that one worked out. Gage Grosskreutz... Is a felon. He can't have a firearm, but he had one. Why isn't he in jail? And it was concealed, despite the fact that he had an expired concealed carry permit. 
an- another <laughs> crime. So so he had a he had a crime. He had a gun that he was using in the middle of a crime. That's another crime. There's crimes all over this. But yet it's Kyle yeah. that is going to be crucified. Apparently right now, the jury is in deliberation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, you know, get ready. Buckle in for this one, folks. Because uh, the state of Wisconsin sure is. I mean, um, uh, Steve corrected me on this outlining. But um, so the 500 National Guardsmen are on standby for the events. And Tony Elder, the um, governor... Asked for peace, which we know doesn't work at all when it comes to riot. I mean, sorry, mostly peaceful protests. They're mostly peaceful, Tom. I'm sure everything will work out. It doesn't matter what happens because uh, it's a lose-lose situation for everyone involved. Yeah. Which sucks. Um, and certainly a lose situation for the prosecution. So uh, throughout this trial, we've seen a lot of like really bizarre... Um, Tactics from the prosecution, one of them uh, being uh, Kyle brought a gun to a fist fight as if he knew that going there that hands were going to be thrown. So should he have brought a skateboard too, considering there's a skateboard fight? Maybe brass knuckles. So he'd be using his knuckles at the same time. That would make it more equitable, right? And, and they basically said like everybody has to get like hit sometimes. Like what? <laughs> like that is... If you have the ability to defend yourself, then you do not have the right to defend yourself. Yeah, that's... That's a so paraphrased quote from the prosecution. If you have the ability, you do not have the right. So, yeah, or saying he shouldn't have had the gun. Like, the whole gun is for the self-defense. Like, how are you going to defend yourself without the gun? Well, you don't have the right to have the gun, Tom. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Totally forgot. Uh, yeah, which is why women should have firearms, because if there's, you know, a, a supposed rapist around, you nine times out of ten, a man can overpower a woman, so women should have firearms. And there was a rapist around, a rapist of minors around, so, mm-hmm. you know, quid pro quo, <laughs> have a gun on you. I don't understand. Yeah, fantastic segue. Yeah, Joseph Rosenbaum, who... Uh, for some reason, out of everybody who was shot by Kyle, he featured the most prominently in the prosecution's arguments. Um, they tried to make light of his activities that night, which Rosenbaum was very, uh, very heavily videotaped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're saying, "Oh, he he swung some chains around. Ooh, he tipped over an unused wooden trailer and lit it on fire. Ooh, he said the N word." I mean, I don't know if you've been around in American public life. Saying the N-word ends your career. <laughs> well, maybe he was just practicing to go to a Travis Scott concert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, but also, uh, you know, maybe he did things that weren't nice that day. But uh, let's look at, you know, Rosenbaum as a person. He's a convicted uh, pedophile who's raped multiple boys under the age five. What an yeah, upstanding citizen it's... that is. Didn't he like forcibly sodomize like five boys? So that's uh, horrible. I can't believe. I don't know why he was out in public. Uh, must have had like a like I don't know who his defense attorney was. I'll bet you five dollars that during the course of the night he got within a thousand feet of a school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he uh, was chasing after Kyle Rittenhouse, a minor at the time. Hey, you know what? Let's not have prejudice against pedophiles. Uh, what do they call it? Maps? Minor Maps. attracted persons? Jesus. Um, Those people deserve the rope, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, I'm glad Joe Rosenbaum's dead. 
Um, you know, another you know, Anthony Huber, who they talked about a lot less, um, also criminal record, beating uh, yes. up his girl. Yes, Mr. Skateboard, who uh, swung at Kyle's head. Uh, assault with a deadly weapon, but you know what? I guess an AR-15 is just a little more deadlier. Just a little bit. Yeah, Um, which also the prosecution did try to get uh, Kyle on a gun charge because he was a minor, but uh, a specific law from passed in Wisconsin in 1991 uh, barred the use of minors with short barrel weapons. It was mainly to stop uh, the carrying of uh, sawed-off shotguns. So Kyle was that, you know, the defense brought that up and the judge dismissed that charge. Yes, yeah, so the amount of uh, the amount of swords hanging above Kyle have gotten smaller, but I they're pursuing murder one, which again is a that's a big tall order that the prosecution is trying to go for. I can only hope this jury, who there's already been calls on the internet to dox the jury to find out who they are to make sure that there are consequences if things don't go quote the right way for this jury. That's I don't know how this isn't being stopped more. Like, how are these people that are calling for people to intimidate the, the jury not arrested? Like, this is tampering with the it, trial. It's mob rule. And uh, it's hard to have a civil society when your courts are subject to, uh, let's just say, influence from the masses. Yeah, um, vigilante justice. Which is what they're know. accusing Kyle of, which is funny. Yeah, that, that term's being thrown around a lot. But uh, if we can't have fair it's one thing not to have fair elections if we can't have fair judicial systems how will anything be controlled if things get just thrown out willy-nilly um excellent question <laughs> you don't <laughs> you uh, don't man yeah it's hard to have a society when your legal system is uh corrupt yeah so um yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's his name? Thomas Binger, I think, is the head prosecutor, the DA. Um, yeah, he's a character. He, he's hilarious. Yeah, he blatantly... So he had a an AR-15 just to show everybody in the courtroom and uh, did something. If you've taken a anything related to gun safety, you would know. So he takes the gun, allegedly unloaded, has his finger on the trigger, and basically flags, which is pointing your gun at somebody, the entire jury. Maybe he took some lessons from Alec Baldwin. He has a great gun control record. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, you never you, you never point a gun at somebody unless you intend to use it. Um, Even for a demonstration. You know, yeah. In, the, in, in, in this courtroom, obviously, they're us he's using it for wonderful emotional effect to have somebody understand, like, what does it feel when a gun's being pointed at you? Well, if you're trying to chase somebody to beat somebody to death, then that's the only reason why you have that feeling. If you're trying to kill somebody, you're chasing chasing them in a riot. I don't understand what they're trying to even point out here. Yeah. I mean, hell, even you notice uh, any pictures taken of Kyle, because obviously there's the footage of him actually using the gun. But when he doesn't have it pointed at somebody, it's always pointed at the ground. Yeah, it's like he knows how to handle a firearm. It's weird. The 17-year-old mm. has more intelligence than a lawyer. Very strange. Yeah, Mr. Thomas Binger, man. He, uh... Can he get a refund for his law degree? <laughs> it's uh, obviously not being put to good use. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think they do refunds at schools and nowadays. But can, well, you know. <laughs> the question is, can the shitty state school that he went to be sued for creating such a terrible lawyer? Well, that shitty state school is the University of Michigan. One of well, the best the, universities in the country. Yeah, well, Bayard didn't go there for football, okay? No, that's fair. But yeah, this isn't Tom Brady's alum, okay? Yeah. Um, so really, it's... And I think the defense even says this. It's mainly a political case. Um, the media who... It's funny, they like to try to you know clamp down on misinformation, and they always use the argument don't shout fire in a thir like a crowded movie theater. Um, they have blown this case. Like I've know multiple people who didn't even know that the people who Kyle Rittenhouse shot were white. Oh, uh, there's some just gold on t Twitter when it comes to surrounding this. Of it was actually a very big thread of the exact. It was a girl who tweeted, "I did not know that they weren't black. Like we thought this was a race, you know, race related event. Mm. It's not black." It was about a race-related event of a criminal who got shot by the police after he was trying to go for a knife in his car. But th this Kenosha incident was not race-influenced. Yeah, it was white-on-white white crime. So that's... I I don't get where that's... You know, white Joe Biden, when he was running for president, called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist, um, which, uh, you know, White House... Uh, Fox News White House correspondent uh, Peter Ducey asked Jen Psaki about that. She was like, oh, well, um, we're not going to comment on an ongoing case. Oh, but when he was a presidential candidate, he can just say whatever he wants with no mm -hmm. consequences. Hey, That's fine. I'm a white nationalist with uh, no proof, so uh, the Rittenhouse family definitely could sue for defamation. Um, Remember the, the Covington kid? Yeah. That sa sat there and smiled while... Uh, you know, terrible epithets were hurled at him at that uh, Catholic school and sued mm -hmm. for a quarter of a billion dollars and won. Yeah. I hope there. Kyle gets the same <laughs> opportunity as him. He just might. If he uh, if he dodges this bullet. Hey. Da -da. hey. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> That's not too soon at all. No, not at all. Um, and, you know, if we want to go back to the race thing, um, you know, because I've definitely heard, uh, I think it was a CNN story, no surprise there, that uh, black residents of Kenosha were, like, looking for racial justice. It's like, first of all, um, the event that even started this mostly peaceful protest was a man violating a restraining order of his ex-girlfriend and digitally raping her before taking their children <laughs> without abducting. her permission. Yes, abducting, abducting their children. children. And then going for a weapon when police asked him to stop. Um, all cops are bastards. <laughs> yeah, this is the, you know, and this was also a woman of color. So, you know, I hear all about this stuff about like how women of color are more likely to be sexually assaulted. And then it actually happens to one and they don't even give a shit. As if, uh, I don't even have a clever like thing, like, you know, rules for thee, but not for me. Like, it's just the hypocrisy is painful because this would be an example that you could ride behind to be able to elevate black voices, to be able to push through racial stereotypes to improve somebody that's been marginalized with a terrible event. There's an opportunity to do so. And they were like, no, 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 no. 
that goes against our status quo. We can't have that happen. So that was an opportunity to loot and burn the city of Kenosha. Yeah, burn, loot, murder. Isn't that, isn't that what that means? <laughs> yeah, that's what it stands for. <laughs> yeah, BLM, oh, man. Right? Yeah, they everything they touch turns to shit. Um, which I don't know if you saw, like in New York City. This is just like a side note. Uh, a BLM co-founder is now on New York City's terrorist watch list because he promised like bloodshed and fire after Eric Adams won the New York City governor race. I mean, not governor, mayor race. Oh yeah. There's already been calls for the consequences of Kenosha. If this goes wrong, then there will be grave consequences. F- not for me, for you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So if, if you threaten a uh, municipality of the United States, is that not domestic terrorism? Mm, sure sounds like it to me. Specifically to influence uh, a political uh, ideation or social yeah, well- idea? Let's just like you know throw it out there that the definition of terrorism is a threat of violence for a political gain. Uh, this is not that. Hmm. Is that so, not what we're talking about? BLM is domestic terrorists. But no, it's it's Black Lives Matter. It's it's anti-fascist. It's in the name, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the name. Uh. Gage gross crates everybody. <laughs> He's an anti-fascist. He's an anti-fascist. He's still walking he, free. Yeah, he was on CNN after his uh, testimony, and which he decides to uh, uh, elaborate on the statements that he made during his time on the bench. And I don't know how he doesn't get busted for perjury now if he's then stating things that weren't the truth when he was under oath. Yeah, I don't, he's, if somebody wants to file suit against him, he's got himself in a sticky situation. You know, what he actually is, is a very lucky man. He's lucky to have his life. He's lucky that all he lost was his right bicep. And he's lucky that because he's being used as a political pawn, because it's convenient and because he he was a good, good guy. He was a good guy trying to fight out the bad guy that uh, he's not going to jail himself. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Must be nice to have no consequences for your actions. Uh, gee, Andy was on Good Morning America. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can Kyle... Uh, if Kyle needs to get on Fox the second this trial is over. Shifting gears here. Uh, so you guys might have heard of this um, virus that kills 
point zero two three percent of people who would infect. Um, I've heard about that thing once or twice. Uh, just a couple times. Well, uh, we we might have it bad here in the states, but Europe, you know, Europe, it's not as bad as Australia and New Zealand, but it's pretty damn bad. Yeah, it's getting there, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, the United Kingdom, we'll start there um, with uh, Mr. Bojo, who we thought was going to be like our right-wing guy across the pond, and then caught the virus, and somehow it just turned him into this like weird, like pussyfooting authoritarian. We used to call him the 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 other Trump, the British Trump. We used to, we used to think that he was was a good thing that happened to the UK. Apparently, that's not the case. No, not at all. Um, so, uh, Bojo, remember how this was all going to end if you just got the jab. If you just get the jab, quit being a bitch, and then your life will go back to normal. Be a hero, Tom. Be a hero. Yeah, be a hero. Um, apparently, the goalpost has been moved, which I guess doesn't work as well in Great Britain. I guess it works for rugby, but <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, you want to go into the moving of that goalpost? Yeah, um... And I, uh, we've brought this up so many times. Everyone's brought this up so many times, and they're considered conspiracy theorists, nut job, tinfoil hats. Uh, ministers in Parliament are set to require three vaccinations to be qualified as fully vaccinated. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know what to say to that. But I've already gotten the virus, and I've gotten two jabs. Nope. So, well, need a third. Nope, need a third. But you know what? Why stop at three? It's an odd number. It's strange. Three. Plus the new variants, too. Uh, You know, you just... How about a new one every two weeks? You know what? There was a new one in France. B1X is what it was called. You might need a fourth jab. You should just get a fourth jab now. Just just to be sure. Oh, man. Pfizer and Moderna really appreciate your contributions. (laughs) Yeah, Pfizer and Moderna make $93 million a day. Yeah. So, uh, and that's uh, taxpayer money. That's not uh That's not private. Uh, private industry money. Yeah. Have you so, paid for a vaccine uh, uh, inoculation? No, you haven't. But you have. And even if you didn't get it, you've paid for it. You paid so, for it. So, um, and that's funny too, because coming out of the UK, uh, they've done a study for um people between the ages of three and twenty-one, um. Their chance if if somebody in that age group has no comorbidities, their chances of dying are two in a million. Two in a million. There's a lot of kids out there, but two in a million is a pretty small number. They need still need to get the jab though. Yeah, it's wait. In California, they do. They in California they have kids five to eleven. They're you know they're on their way. Two in a million. Yeah, We're which, uh, shutting we down everything. <laughs> for we can million. think of numerous things in which the odds of a fatality are less than that. Obesity, car accidents, shitty parents, <laughs> fucking just starvation. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's patently insane that we're doing this. And um, Britain's lockdowns aren't even the worst. Uh, in Austria, for example, the unvaccinated right now, due to a COVID spike are not allowed to leave their homes unless they are going to the store for essential goods or going to work. 
No recreation whatsoever. Not allowed outside your house. Oh, no. There's, there is a third. There's a third reason why you can leave your house. Why? To go get the vaccine. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Well done. Um, <laughs> and I knew we talked about this months and months ago. About how that would escalate. And it sounded so stupid at the time. Remember when we said this would all blow over by August? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really regretting those words. The hubris. I, I, it feels like hubris now. Because I feel so dumb now. But now, like, Austria is going on a lockdown of the unvaccinated. Personal rights? Well, they don't have those in Austria. They don't have a constitution. Their government can do that. Our government's probably going to do that. Let's be honest. Well, they're trying to. Um, luckily, we still have some vestiges of the old system. They're, they're rapidly taking it apart. But at least uh, the uh, Fifth Circuit of the Courts of, Court of Appeals has our vaccine mandate frozen. In the federal, as a federal mandate, it yeah. has. But it get every a lot day. stickier at states. If states were to implement it, that's, uh, that's where you actually might have a case for state rights. It's incredible that California hasn't yet, or New York hasn't mandated it, mandated it, but it's effectively mandated in New York. In New York City, yes, not in New York State. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, every day. Every day, just a little less. Just a little less rights. Yeah. Just a little less freedom. Just a little less. And they're surgically trying to figure out... Uh, what they could target to make you get the vaccine. Uh, Slovenia has a uh, a very interesting take on that. Yeah, um, apparently the greatest idea is to uh, just make it not, not available at all. Just make it impossible to uh, get around. Slovenia will require a COVID certificate to get gas from a gas station. Which huh <laughs> like that's uh so i hope that you enjoy your life with like around your home because if you plan to stay unvaccinated that's what you've got learn to walk get a bike get it get a bicycle there you go you can't take the bus mm -mm. you can't take the subway so, can't take public transportation at all i mean what else could you have like expect from a post-soviet republic um which, speaking of, uh, I'd like to turn our attention to uh, Belarus. <laughs> you might have uh, heard us mention this this authoritarian state a few times uh, because of the the sheer audacity of the dictator in charge. Uh, our favorite dictator, for sure. Uh, Lukashenko has decided to wage war uh, with the EU through Poland with not tanks and bullets and guns, but with migrants. Yeah, and it it's creative. I will give Belarus their approach for this assault is quite creative because you might remember in uh, 2014, Europe had a huge migrant crisis due to what was going on in Syria. Um, and you had a lot of countries. It, it really stressed the relationship between EU countries because you had Germany who was really asking people to take in migrants. And then you had a lot of specifically Eastern European countries who were very anti-migrant. Uh, up including Poland, which had no inclination to have any migrants come into their country. Well, now Belarus is getting migrants from the Middle East by having them flown over and then having them walk from Belarus to Poland, which is an interesting strategy. That, that's super interesting. Um, 
I never would have thought of it. Uh, but he, Belarus did choose a target of a country that really it's in the European Union, but it's not that happy about it. No, Belar- uh, Poland famously does not like the EU. They would be the next Brexit. Would would be Poland. Hundred percent. Uh, they they have a very nationalist government right now. It's it's very like not global cooperation. No, and uh, now there's four thousand people at the borders, apparently being equipped by Belarus with bolt cutters, <laughs> and other types of tools to cut through fences and stuff. Uh, Poland is uh, uh, retaliated with water cannons and you know policing the border, but uh, I, it's just funny. Should should Poland build a wall? Uh, I don't think the Polish people would be opposed to it. Um, should, should they have strong borders? I mean, it also, if they were to border, like if they built it around where Belarus is, though, it doesn't technically get in the way of the EU open border policy because Belarus isn't an EU member state. It's not part of the Schengen area. You have to go through uh, customs to get into the country of Belarus. So why not? I don't see the problem yeah. here. It does put, you know, Germany you know, has been kind of the de facto EU leader for a while now. Um, it puts them in an awkward situation because Germany is very pro-migrant, and yet they also have to acknowledge the fact that this uh, manufactured crisis is putting a lot of stress on the Polish state. This manufactured crisis by a obviously uh, antagonistic country with a dictator that has great one-liners and is kind of an asshole. Oh, yeah, giant asshole. Uh, Lukashenko, obviously, he's a no-bullshit kind of guy. He imprisons political dissidents without a second thought, really. Um, Exiles him to Lithuania. Yeah, I just... He's... um, He was a part of the uh, Soviet bureaucracy back when the Soviet Union was still a country. Was he? And he... Yeah. And now he's the president of a country? That's funny. Yeah, pretty much like when Belarus split off into its own republic... He's he's been the only leader they've had. Like he was running like it as a like region of the Soviet Union, and then it broke apart, and then he just became president. He was elect. I'm sorry, elected. Put that in quotations. President. Fair and transparent elections. I'm sure in, in 1991. I'm <laughs> sure. And uh, this guy doesn't pl- like he plays by Cold War rules. Like he doesn't play by like new political rules, like diplomacy and stuff. Like that's all garbage to him. So now Germany's in an awkward situation because uh, you know these aren't the Germans of the 1930s and 40s. These are <laughs> the Germans of the 2020s who don't really know how to handle a character like Lukashenko. Uh, they're cucks, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> they are cucks. <laughs> they're cucks. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a. Uh, I have no sympathy, unfortunately. I I have no because it's a terrible political situation, but now the the leftist idea in Europe of coming to ha- having migrants is being tested. It's being mm-hmm. it's being forced upon them, and they have a lose lose situation as well. They do a lot, a lot um, of lose lose this week. <laughs> Not a lot of victories. Maybe next week Rittenhouse will win, but we don't have that uh, kind of foresight. Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah, so that's... Um, I would like to see Poland leave the EU because, uh, you know, right-wing people in the United States, 
we don't have like a flee to Canada scenario. Like it's very hard for us to find a country that mirrors our political beliefs. So if we get an independent Poland from the EU, we might have a little, uh, you know, a little safe haven in Europe. I hear Warsaw is a wonderful place. Yeah, me too. You know, we'll start a dairy farm and it'll be great. Yeah, exactly. Drink lots of, uh, what's their beer? I don't know. I don't know. I've never. This might uh, shock you, but I am not an expert on Polish culture. Really? I would never have known. With your pasty white skin and your blonde hair and your blue eyes, I thought you were Polish. Uh, nah, one could only hope. But um, taking things stateside, if, uh, real quick, uh, the uh, so Kamala Harris, I don't know if you guys have heard of her. Um, Vaguely. She... <laughs> She's supposedly the next person in line for the presidency. Should ha something happen, like a strong gust of wind, to our current president? Perhaps some strychnine in his morning coffee or, <laughs> you know, a bad fall down the stairs. Really, there's, like, Joe Biden is much more at risk than most people are to coronavirus. So he's currently polling at 38% approval, which is abysmal. Incredibly and so. It, but here's why he has job security. Kamala Harris has 28% approval rating. See, people would laugh because Trump picked Pence. And it's like, oh, well, you can't you, you can't impeach Trump because Pence will be worse. Now, we can't get rid of Biden because Kamala is such a comical train wreck that if she ever got the actual keys to the kingdom, I think they would actually, you know, Julius Caesar her like seriously like that's not even that much of a joke uh Kamala Harris joke. has um managed to fail forward pretty much her entire political career uh she was a democrat in California which makes it very easy to win political office um all the way up to U.S. Senate ran for president um had a zero percent <laughs> like got zero percent of the votes dropped out before her home state of California and was for somebody who bitches so much about racism and sexism was picked solely because of her race and sex. Hmm. Strange. And now we can see the fruits of her labor. Which is to say none. That tree has sprouted no fruit. In fact, Just despite, like her. the tree might actually poison some of the ground, honestly. The tree might be ruining the rest of the orchard. Yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of is. Um... Which brings us to the uh, main reason we even mention our vice president. Uh, CNN put out like a really interesting piece on Kamala. Yes, it was negative, which in and of itself is amazing. Who would have known that CNN would ever say anything negative about a person that's blue? But it was negative for like different reasons. It wasn't negative that she's done a bad job. It's just negative because Kamala just sucks at being a vice president. Yeah. Now, noted this piece blames everybody except for Kamala herself, but at the same time, it also doesn't play up any accomplishments because, let's be honest, there are none. I mean, she went to Guatemala and was mean to Guatemalans. That was pretty funny. That's about it. She went to Paris. She, uh, you know, she laughs whenever she gets hard questions. Oh, man. Um, it's just, that, was in, uh, <laughs> that was in the articles that she laughs too much. Like it, it's yeah, well, the laugh it's is true. not dismissive. Well, it is. It's definitely it a is. Uh, an evasive tactic. <laughs> it's 
Yeah. So, uh, so, um, and you know, look at the Democrat bench, like, you know, Pete Buttigieg, who, uh, who else are they going to put up? Like the guy who took paternity leave in the middle of a like supply chain crisis. Oh, you mean that, uh, the, the director of transportation, the guy yeah. who's going to run transportation for the United States took a break. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to pull out from the squad. I think the squad is their next choice because it can't be Bernie. God knows it's not going to be Bernie. Mm-hmm. It can't be any. There's no one else is interesting. You know what? Joe Manchin would actually be a good option to pull some Republicans, but he's a bad guy. Can't have Joe Manchin. Yeah, they've already made their bed with that one. Or Kirsten Cinema, which is a shame. <laughs> they would actually not be bad options. Uh, you know what? Gavin Newsom has a chance. Oh, holy shit. The guy who got recalled? <laughs> the guy who won the recall. Yeah. They might actually have to pull him because uh, looking at everybody else, like the squad represents twenty, like probably 20 to 30% of the Democrat Party. Like, they rallied behind a dead person because that was the one who might be able to beat the big bad orange man. If yeah. they can argue that Rashida Tlaib or AOC could be the one to be able to bring home the fire, bring home in the cannon, then they would do it. Uh, well, uh, I wish them the best of luck on that one because Joe Biden's appeal was the fact that he basically was a nothing burger. Uh, these people all have very, very entrenched uh, political stances that are well documented. Now let's let's look what the nothing burger has gotten us. Nothing. Well, We're he has more- gotten us something. Because he's yeah, done nothing. <laughs> The tribalism is going to get heavier and heavier, and so they're going to go deeper and deeper to the left. I don't know. The squad, I think, has a good chance in the next 10 years of having a pretty high office. Oh, boy. That is uh, terrifying. But um, I guess you'll have to find out uh, about that one on the next episode of uh, Demagogue News. So, (laughs) as always, keep your head on that swivel. And that was another episode of Demagogue News. Again, thank you so much for watching. We do this for you. We do it to let people know what's happening so you know some real stuff that's not from the mainstream. So feel enlightened. Hopefully we taught you a thing or two. And keep on listening. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.